Hey folks, Sean here, and in this episode, I want to talk to you about how quickly the disruption is coming at us in this AI era, and what you need to do as a software company founder to be ready for it, because more than likely, you should be taking a different approach than most have before this era started to develop. Now, I've built several automation tools just this year, most of them largely incorporating AI technologies. The first was a podcasting application, the second had value to be provided with regard to video editing. And the third one that I'm working on now is an SEO copywriting tool. And there's a reason why I'm working on multiple tools or I'm moving on to building the next one after I've completed the previous one. And that's because of how quickly the progress is flying at us. In this AI era, progress is gonna to continue to fly at us more quickly than ever because of how capable these tools are in terms of enabling you to build something rather impressive rather quickly. And the point here is that it isn't just available to you. Almost anyone can figure out how to do it with these tools because that has gotten easier as well. So the story goes that when I built my podcasting application called podcastshownotes.ai, it was one of the only ones out there that did what it did. And that was taking a podcast episode and creating show notes from it, like title suggestions, descriptions, keynotes, quotes, all of that kind of stuff. I've taken that further since, and some of that has helped my tour remain differentiated, plus the direction in which I've chosen to take that product in particular in positioning at businesses. But many of the other tools out there, they haven't figured out those components or they just stopped at the initial wave of functionality that they feel like they brought to market, which was revolutionary of it in itself. Now that might have been the case if you were early in the game like I was, but at this point, almost everyone is caught up and these tools are available pretty much everywhere now. So there's a copycat problem out there floating around where People are seeing what these tools can do, thinking, oh, I can build that rather quickly. They go ahead and build it, launch the product, and now we've got yet another one on the market. So point is that markets for low-touch software products in the AI era are becoming more saturated more quickly, which means that if you're to continue to double down on whatever it is that you've built, you really need to do so in a direction or area that starts to add back some of these areas of defensibility, making your product more niche or protected from the perspective of you've added advanced functionality that some of these other tools don't have that your target market greatly desires. And if you don't have that, you're subject to disruption. Like what I learned about more recently, which is actually something I was hoping for or expecting, and that's OpenAI to further develop their Whisper API, which helps us with a lot of things like transcriptions and audio to text conversions and all those types of things. But there are GitHub repos out there now, which can essentially do a lot of what was the core functionality of my podcast show notes application. So that disruption is here and available now for free for those that want to use it, given the interface that's provided for these free tools. Now, it's still probably more convenient to use tools like the one that I built and perhaps some of the other ones that are out there. But the point is that all the signs are pointing to the barrier to entry coming down even further, especially as these AI tools develop and then they can do more. So my approach to that and the question really to me to be answered here is like, okay, great, we understand that, but what should our approach be? Well, first and foremost, I don't want you to expect that because you've built something that you think is rather impressive or even your target market does as well. If you did so rather quickly by pulling in just a few key components, don't underappreciate the fact that others could more than likely do that as well too. And that's a lot of what we're seeing in this space. So if you've built a low touch software product, if you turn it into a business rather quickly and cost effectively, just expect others to be able to do the same. 
that means that defensibility is going to need to come from somewhere else because it is it is easier today to build a more impressive tool much more quickly if you're using AI technologies. So you need to build those barriers to defense for your product yourself. And that should come in the form of strategies that have been around for a while as well too, like niching down into a specific space to make you the kind of default option, but specifically for that target market, or continuing to develop the technology by which is offered through your product and ideally your product alone that is highly desired and valuable in your target market. Those are ways to make your product more defensible, even in this world where changes are flying at us so fast. Now, in addition to that, you could leverage a strategy like the one that I'm leveraging in that I'm building and shipping a tool in a month or two. Once I understand a target market, I've properly validated it, and I realize I can bring a tool to market rather cost-effectively and quickly. After you've done that, you could start working on your next tool as well also. I kind of build my product until it makes a certain level of progress. And then I leave it out there to see how well it performs. If it continues to grow or like catches fire, so to speak, we start to see like a hockey stick level of growth, then I will allocate more resources into it. But if not, I'll wait for that moment because I'm just expecting anything that I'm building now to be potentially significantly disrupted by the change that's coming at us really quickly in terms of this AI era. So those are two strategies that you can leverage to make your products more defensible if you want to double down on them or another strategy to consider to make sure that you're not putting all of your eggs in one basket, especially now. I think that is a much more dangerous approach to take even now than it was before. And before, in my opinion, it really wasn't great. A lot of VC-backed startups did that. And now that disruption is coming at us yet so quickly, a lot of them are facing a lot of challenges and struggle as well also. So I hope this helps uh, you prepare for how to succeed in building low-touch software products into proper businesses in the AI era. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.